one second in. What's up? Ten seconds in. What's up? seconds in what's up good morning and good morning it kicks you out right when we uh start doesn't it that's it's so this must be a party if i'm getting kicked out at the very beginning yes what's going on man um i went and saw a band called called postmodern jukebox last night they take contemporary songs and uh, reimagine it in a uh, previous era. It was really good. Mm-hmm. What What were some of the the tracks they laid down? Oh, they laid down uh, some Lady Gaga. Uh, I don't remember which song. Uh, 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 which one's that? Poker Face. Was it Poker Face? I guess it was. Uh, uh, Radioactive by Imagine Dragons, mm-hmm. which I'm not a fan of the song in general, but they crushed it. The guy singing was uh, just into it. And uh, uh, they played... Uh, uh, Uptown Girl, Billy Joel. Um, just drawing a blank in general. They, uh, let's see, here's the set list. Maybe, maybe it'll be up already. No, it's not listed yet, but I can pick out some of the previous songs. Uh, the Power of Love, Thriller, which wasn't all that good. They did some Super Mario, uh, Nintendo music. And it was Mr. Sandman, which was an instrumental. That was really good. Uh, Stay With Me. They didn't play. Uh, all About That Bass, they did play, which was really good. They had one male singer, three female singers. All of them were excellent. Band was really good. They, the sound was off. Mid range really wasn't there. They weren't filling the hall sonically completely, but uh, it was still really really good. The wife liked it and wants to do more such things, which I love live music. So that'll be nice. Well, they might uh, they might also need some uh, quality video production. So that's, well, we talked about doing a documentary, follow them for three or four days, or three or four shows, film stuff, say words. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Do you ever? Obviously, as somebody who was was there for a lot of uh, stuff when it happened, I used to love the VH1 behind the music because it was you could get all your highly condensed, uh, highly condensed uh, material into a one-hour format. 
Yeah. You know, so whether it was Black Sabbath or, um, I don't know, oh, Fleetwood Mac. Or just, that's funny so, you say Black Sabbath yeah, but, because they did play about three seconds of Iron Man. That's cool. What, uh, Did he did did Ozzy Osbourne did he had he said that he uh had written that about a dream he had or that it was based off a novel or a, a short story that he'd read that someone had written about a like an inadvertent time traveler? I do not know the origin story of Iron Man other than you know, he got betrayed by his uh father's best friend. I think those are two, two, two similar but but separate. Uh, uh, well, it, you know, it's so funny that uh, I I had a, a post I'd found that I put up years ago, and it was after because I think after we had shot Iron Man three was when legislators killed all of our film incentives and went on their you know hyperbolic gyrations. Um, just that huge wave that still rode rode through later with you know Trump when he was saying that uh, you know that he that in his mind and obviously the mind of all supporters John McCain's not a war hero and you know just all this kind of nonsense. Are you and, telling uh, me Trump indicated something? He did. He did uh, subtly because he's the king of subtlety and. Uh, you know, when you well, when you take that much Sudafed, you uh, you're a master of subtlety. Yes, I believe so. It, the refined kind of Sudafed. Well, the kind you can't buy in America that comes in a different colored pouch, but you see it on planes in uh, drawers. On drawers. So how did your evening go? Yeah, so, uh, well, you know, I'm I'm conditioning myself to our show schedule. So, uh, you know, when the, when the alarm goes off at five or five thirty every morning, you know, getting conditioned to that still. Uh, but you know, obviously, by the end of the day, I think I was in bed before nine o'clock. Got my eight hours up at uh, five. It was good. Got my kilometers. I was doing a better job, you know, because it wasn't raining so much. I think it's going to rain today, but. I think I got, let me do my uh, basic. A little conversion here. Usually you do around 16.2 kilometers. I usually do. I did 19, I think I did about 19 or 20 kilometers yesterday. You're a good kilometer guy, man. Well, People say, are you a, a kilometer guy? And I say, well, that, or, and then they say, well, maybe you just like to kill a meter. And I say, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm a man of peace at this point in my life. Yeah. You know, peace. it's not all meters that need murdering. Uh, the electric meter, the water meter, um, uh, other meters that have yet to be named. 
those kind of things. Yeah, what do you think we're going to do? I mean, do you think America's ever going to switch over to like nuclear power or what where where do you think the future's going to go? Do you think it's going to be I mean, obviously there's in the southeastern United tons States. Tons of nuclear power in America. Well, but do you, I mean, do you think the I mean, other than just to oppress people and to keep keep money out of people's pockets and, you know, the way America was set up to have distinct class systems. Do you think at some point we're ever going to be in a situation, and I know that the same old chicken shit nonsense will come out of right-wing people's mouths about communism or whatever evil boogeyman they need to, to substantiate their fear and insecurity, but... Um, just some some power source that that humans, not just Americans, but humans are allowed to have access to. That what can we do to? Well, I, I personally you know, feel that nuclear power is safe, um, as long as the plants are built reasonably. You know, not on a budget which, of course, means they're just going to make it as expensive as possible. Um, and let's avoid being oceanfront. We we don't need any more tidal waves cooling off our, our rods. But as far as disposal, they got that down. It, it By the time that that landmass that they bury the stuff in is altered will be millions of years uh long past half life it'll it'll be inert by then even though i i won't be around to see it i, I have faith in it uh i think it's affordable compared to coal and natural gas fossil fuels Windmills and solar panels are wonderful, and certainly, hopefully, they take over. Or cold fusion, which to me, cold fusion is the beginning of a truly uh, unified Earth. Because when you have power and you can afford to do uh, to grow your own food and you pump water, you're just less likely to walk into a building or jump on a plane and, and blow things up and invade other countries for resources when you got a, a garden in the backyard and, and a roof over your head with power. It's, it's crucial. It's a turning point. Humans as a race have a rating. And uh, I think it was like one through three or four. I don't even know. We're still in zero. Uh, it requires being able to live on another planet uh, to graduate, things of that nature. Ultimately, uh, FTL, faster than light travel, uh, would get you up there into two, the two or three range. And uh, But as a society or earth is we're still just uh not impressively involved evolved animals 
Well, definitely we're not. And I know we obviously this is a theme in everyday life and not just on our show. Aaron Sorkin, we're excited to have you on the show because we know you're a big fan. Um, but uh, but I think that, again, gets back to the, you know, the same thing that we spoke about um, multiple times this week and, and, and previously, just that humans, and obviously now, you know, with militant right wing and unfortunately the bulk of people on the right now have become, you know, theocratically weaponized man um, i, I don't they, see they, how you can even begin to say that they're only shooting blood light cans now yeah well it's you know drink drinking a beverage is irrelevant as his career was when he was a you know on on trend 25 years ago but um which is funny that he that he's against drag and all this and trans or whatnot, but uh, but he looks like a you know an old bearded woman, which is you know hilarious. But uh, anyway, that the idea that you know the people you know the people uh, and not to sound like it's lizard people, but the people that are in charge that are in control, they would you know what with corporations you know they would never let. You know, they would do everything they can to stop cold fusion or, or responsible energy sources that everyone in the world could benefit from and that could feed people from, from coming into play. And then, you know, and then they would get, you know, get back to their thing to trigger the religious right with the idea of, oh, well, it's God's will that those people don't have food. It's God's will for those people to die. And it's, you know, if you, if you don't donate, you know, 50 cents a day, which is the only way, you know, to make them think that, oh, if you don't, white evangelical America, if you don't donate money, well, then these people are going to starve. And if you just don't have the money for it, then that's perfectly fine for them to, uh, uh, for them to uh, be able to starve. I'm trying to catch up on this story, uh, this other story, but it looked like yesterday or a couple days ago, uh, Tennessee Democrats, yeah, uh, some Tennessee, yeah, are basically we're in favor of uh, putting in legislation that would help stop gun violence and these incestuous hillbillies that are also serving there who are not Democrats uh, want to, exp- you know, uh, kick them out, you know, for voicing their opinions, which. For a bunch of people that cry and piss and moan about the weaponization of this, weaponization of that, when they've all they've done, especially since 2016, is do everything in their power to weaponize, weaponize the law, weaponize speech, and to go after people and and you know scream victimhood when anybody holds a mirror up to them. You know what I like about them is uh, they're the kind to say there's no atheist in a foxhole, and they're also the kind to say no big government. And then as soon as a tornado hits them, all of a sudden they, uh, they're they in a foxhole and no longer anti-big government. There, There's no end to the, the hypocrisy. Yeah, a lovely group of people, if I must not say. Yeah. Well, it's so, it's so funny, too. Because they'll, they'll never answer questions about it. Uh, but obviously, you know, that they... 
But I think also, I mean, Trump helped them check a lot of boxes. You know, I mean, I think they had to anglicize the character of Jesus so much. They had to make him white. They had to give him light, you know, look like he had highlights. They had to give him blue eyes when if you had a historically accurate depiction of what the character of Jesus is supposed to look like, he's exactly the kind of person they would want to put on a no-fly list or they would want to lock up, and which is probably why they love to chant lock her up, lock him up so much. Um, but, uh, oh, but to get back to the, uh, the idea of, you know, the, you know, every, the culture of otherizing people and, um, you know, obviously they turn the weapons of war, you know, uh, inward against other citizens in the United States, you know, since we didn't have necessarily a hot war and obviously, much to the chagrin of of uh, all the the children of the people that fought World War II, you know their parents won World War II and they came back and never have never won a war. Um, so I can understand, I guess, if they if they idolizing, you know, for better or worse, at some point people idolize people of older generations, and you know whether it's characters in in film or TV or or. Uh, novelizations or music or whatnot but uh but you know that idea that we could never have true unity and uh funny funny enough you know reagan uh had actually pointed out and said during a speech at the united nations uh and i don't have the exact language well actually i do have the exact language in front of me but uh in 1987 you know reagan spoke which is hilarious to me that reagan was speaking about world unity conservative icon ronald reagan was speaking about world unity which of course for a guy that was kind of the, the pitch man for we're against big government in order to have a world a single world together with unity you would have to have a one world government i mean you'd have representatives you'd have a more formalized version of the u.n that would actually you know deal with um issues that came up uh, but, but yeah, in 1987, you know, Reagan said on the floor of the United Nations, perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bond. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. You know, and so just the fact that conservative icon Ronald Reagan, that all these people pretend to kiss their kiss his ass, and you know, I mean, I guess the maybe it was a thing that drove Reagan to dementia as much as you know Rush Limbaugh, who if hell was a real place, he'd be there right now, uh, is uh, would kiss his ass. But you know, just the fact that that guy is talking about the need, the need for for unity and and. Which is strange that they didn't kill him, you know. I mean, John Kennedy was talking about uh, the need for peace and the and to to work through our issues with you know the Soviet Union and all these people. And of course, he gets his brains, you know, mostly blown out of his skull in Dallas. And his brother's talking about peace. His brother's a warrior for peace, not the one that was drunk, but the other one. Um, then he gets murdered in a in a hotel room in Los Angeles, and then obviously you know we all we all joke about Ted Kennedy every once in a while being a lush and being this. Well, 
if two of your brothers were murdered in plain view of everybody, and you basically woke up every day thinking you were going to get murdered walking down the street, yeah, you'd probably get drunk every day. So, uh, indeed. Yeah. I yeah. I sorry. I'm not trying to be hyper political today, and I know I try to not have the show be about be about things like that. But I just I cannot. I don't have any kids. I mean, you've you're you're a parent, uh, and not to be apparently, out, apparently, yeah. And uh, it, your apology is not accepted because you know, say what's on your mind. Well, I just I'm. I don't I don't want any of these people to have to have the tragedy and the trauma of seeing their kids something horrible happen to their children. But I don't understand what's it going to take for them to understand because violence and weapons is not it, it the takes answer. a lot, man. You know, the the Bible thumper that is railing about being gay ends up having a child that's gay and then all of a sudden now i understand uh, uh the blue line supporter gets the normal treatment from a cop and all of a sudden they're like i can't believe my rights were violated uh, it's all about their yard if it's not uh, burning hot in their yard, then global warming is not real. It, it, it's just their tininess. The fact that they still don't believe they're actually going to die someday. Just weak-minded people. Hive-minded people. people. Cowards that simply... Uh, just have to live in fear to to get that amygdala juice pumping and feel the excitement of being a victim you know now bud light is being mean to them they're just almost almost a waste of time well but it's hilarious to me and i don't i i quit drinking beer before i quit drinking uh bourbon and scotch and vodka because i just lost my taste for it if you don't understand that Bud Light and all that stuff, that's basically piss and it's not good beer. And now you're outraged. I mean, I, but I think part of the thing is that they know it's bad, but they, they're, they, they feel such a personal shame that they don't have good taste and they don't have a refined taste. And so part of it is their grotesque embarrassment about themselves and that they think Bud Light, you know, cause they want to live in this false, Blue collar, real man, real, you know, all this nonsense, this, this fake, fake, uh, the nice thing you just say that's fake, this, this fake yes. world of, of being a, well, again, cause they want to be a regular person because anything that's not, doesn't conform to those views or those beliefs. That's, you know, that's when they, they want to start uh, labeling it as, as ways that they can think they can engage in hate crimes against it and they're doing it for the Lord or for whatever. Um, but, uh, I mean, when I used to drink beer, Bud Light or Miller Light, I mean, I guess, I mean, you'd rather get a Heineken or a, or a, a um, 
I don't even, God, I, it's been so long since I've drank alcohol, but drank beer. But um, what's the one uh, that's supposed to be the oldest brewery in America? That would be Yingling. Yingling. Okay. Like it, like it, like a, like uh, Yingling's great. Like if you show up, because I specifically remember this one year, like if you show up for St. Patrick's Day to pick your friend up and she's still getting ready and you've got 30 or 45 minutes just standing around waiting on her talking, that's a great time to pound six or 12 yinglings before you go out. But give me a break. And also, if you can't do six or 12 yinglings in 45 minutes and show little to no effect from it, you're such a lightweight anyway. That's probably the other problem is that that's such lightweight stuff. It's such amateur hour stuff. And they said they're all, you know, amateurs. That they that they're scared they would have to upgrade, much like they're scared they'd have to engage in good music or real art or anything like that. That they they don't have the palate for it, which I mean, I think these all these things answer themselves the more we talk about it. But um Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like again, not not to not to zigzag, and I'm not trying to compare brain surgery to uh, to uh, uh, changing a light bulb, but it was like when I'd see all these people that were uh, protesting uh, protesting vaccines in front of the hospital, and they had you know it was all these militant right-wing religious fanatic people like obviously there are concerns obviously you want to make sure something is as safe as possible obviously you want to do this but if your house was on fire and your kids are in there would you not let the fire department show up and help you because you didn't like which truck they brought these people probably would and and then their children would die in a fire but but all the people they had out there uh, protesting yeah. against the vaccine after about two or three days. Well, I'll just say that the first two or three days they were out there and they were very serious and they were my rights, my body, you know, because they were trying to co-opt something uh, for from from a women's health issue. Um, the first two or three days they were out there. I don't know if you saw them. Uh but it was pretty I much didn't. a red flag indicator. These people shouldn't have any control over their bodies because they treated them like shit. If this is what they think they have the right to do with their bodies, they should not be allowed to have control over their bodies. Because obviously, it's it's asinine. They think that they're concerned about, uh, oh, this thing, I don't know what it is and put it in my body. If they cared about their bodies, their bodies wouldn't be in that shape. If they were eating healthy food that wasn't covered in chemicals and pesticides, their bodies wouldn't look like that. So obviously, they're jamming fast food into their bodies as quickly as possible. They're not exercising. They're not doing anything. So they don't they don't give two. We can bleep this out. They don't give two fucks about their body. They don't care about their body at all. So it's well, not a fraudulent. It's a fraudulent misstatement. I mean, they, I mean, you talk about intentional misrepresentation, which I've had to deal with people who are engaged in that the last two weeks, and I'm just about fed up with it. With, but we'll, I don't want to talk about that on the show. 
it is a in i mean if if it's not a fraudulently intentional misrepresentation then there are psychological severe psychological issues at play that they shouldn't yeah, they, be allowed to make other decisions sorry go ahead and the fact that there are plenty of other far more effective ways to uh, dose a population than with shots you know uh, I can understand someone who is worried about the science involved. But they hate the, science. They hate science. Well, they do. They do. But uh, still, it, it, new technology, all that whole thing. I mean, I don't tend to buy, I didn't buy the flip phone or, you know, the foldable phone, the first generation. You know what I'm saying? But. Uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, there, there's just better ways of, of doing things than in a in a vaccine. You don't you don't need to inject something. There are other avenues of dosage, and uh, I don't know. And you get the chemtrail people thinking that somehow a jet flying at thirty thousand feet is. I mean, it would be it would be an effective way of releasing stuff that would have to be heavy enough to fall and probably be visible. But let's go ahead and assume that it's not visible. And it, you know, you ever heard of municipalities and their water supplies? Hundred yeah. uh, percent. Well, water supplies and uh, the food they eat, like you said. Uh, they're eating poison. I mean, that's the other thing that kills me. They're eating poison. They're eating chemically infused. I mean, they're, you know, like with soft drinks, that's the other thing that kills me. They think, they think there's not at some point it wouldn't do, if people actually wanted to uh, trick you and dose you, they wouldn't just put it in your soft drinks. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's garbage. I mean, the, the, the stuff is. they put in their bodies is garbage. And then they, and then, and then they're complaining about, the nonsense, yeah, it's it's nonsense. Nonsense. Sorry, I had, but, to, refill, you know, I had to refill my delicious coffee. Anyone heard anything? It, uh, well, we know that coffee is the number one conduit for the poison that we're all talking about here. Well, there's there's so much venom already inside me. It's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not just my venomous tongue and my language, but. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I, well, but that's, but I mean, that's the problem and, and that's, you know, part of the value we're talking about how to, how to, whether it's cold fusion or, or whatever it is. And that's the thing that just blows my mind. Like you have to learn how to navigate through unpleasant situations and you need to learn to work together with people. I mean, all these people that we're talking about, I completely disagree with them, but I would hold the door. For, I mean, I would hold the door for them to be polite. I would prefer they not be screaming bullshit at me while I do it about their nonsense they believe. But I mean, we need to be able to work together. And, and unfortunately, they. Polarization of America. Um, we need to be able to work together. But like. The, the planet's getting hotter, right? weather patterns are changing yes if it was me and obviously who gives a shit what i think other than thank you for the people listening there should never i mean there shouldn't be a, a, a fucking excuse at all 
there should be no reason there's food insecurity in America. It shouldn't have anywhere in the world. We should do something about that. There is no reason except for an intentional tactic to divide and hurt and starve people. There should not be food deserts. There should not be food insecurity. And, and there should be, I don't, I don't care if it's a nonprofit. I don't care if it's a government agency. It's something you can clearly see tax, tax money going to. There, people need to have access to foods. I mean, that's the other thing that kills me. All these, you know, the hype that people I'm talking Oh, yeah, but the people, the, the people protesting outside the hospital after, uh, I couldn't really describe them anymore. They wouldn't, uh, my good friends on the left wouldn't describe as body shaming. So I'll just leave it at that. They were not in good shape. They had not taken care of themselves. Well, after about two days, they all figured out, hey, we all look like eight-month-old bags of milk. And so they all left, and they all found who are our, who are our attractive people under, under 25 we could send out here and hold signs, and that's what they did. So to obviously tell you, they recognized that their, their branding message was off. Uh, but but – but, People that choose to live that kind of lifestyle, uh, they have access to cheap food and they don't give a shit because they just—they're not concerned about nutrients or, or they're not—they're not counting their macros or any of that stuff. They're just shoving stuff down their throat. But, but then they would have a problem for people that want to feed feed other people. I mean, there's no reason. There's no reason ex- except for intentionality on the part of uh, people who have control over these situations and lazy chicken shit apathy on the part of uh, people that aren't actively engaged in helping to stop it. Why everyone in America is not housed and everyone in, I mean, yes, yes, the housing situation is different from the food situation because there are absolutely groups of people who are voluntarily choose to be off the grid and voluntarily choose to live in camps. I know this because when we've done locally uh, supply drives before, you know, we wanted to make sure it got to uh, homeless shelters, people that were living out, but then there were absolutely a difference between there were, I wouldn't call them hippie communes, but there were just people who wanted, who actively chose to live in tent communities and were not oppressed and forced into doing it that they made an active choice because they told us that more than once. So not talking about them, but people, but there's, but if they chose to live in a place, there would be opportunities for that. But again, if you created a society where everyone had access to food and that's, well, and that's half the reason people on the right don't want to do it. Cause if you had a society where people had access to food, access to shelter, that's when they would start their chicken shit crybaby. Well, that's communism. That's social. You know, the, all this fake, fake boogeyman rhetoric. Because again, they don't know how to work together. They just know how to otherize and hate. And you know, it's we can work with people. We can try to help them overcome that. But when they've got so much of it wrapped in, you know, generational shame because they lost the Civil War and they still are holding on to that and generational family trauma that. 
you know, because Yankees did come down here and tell them they were trash, and so they've had a chip on their shoulder for six, you know, well, for some people, 15 or 20 generations since then, but for a lot of people, five or six, maybe seven generations. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, what, you know, just, just the goal of helping people work past, you know, I mean, I don't know if there's a 12-step pro- program that could help them, what 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 there is but it, just it, there to... is it was year one of school year two of school year three of school another reason um, why they hate education and science yeah and yeah. the history that teaches them that yeah sometimes your ancestors are on the wrong side of history and it ought to be a red flag they're choosing to be on the wrong side of history now well you know the idea of reparations and I never owned a slave. I'm not paying. Then they're disconnected from the event. But when you talk about the fact that, you know, the anyone that, that fought in the Civil War for the South was on clearly the wrong side of decency, uh, all of a sudden it's about her- heritage and, and their family. You know, that was my family. Well, yeah. They kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, the the issue, the tricky issue, well, I'd say a tricky issue, the context of the situation. So it's not tricky, it's just the context. It's actually reparations. And that's obviously, yes, people need to be compensated, but I think all the people that, that, that are protesting against it, it ought to be a red flag. They're still actively engaged in trying to preserve a culture of separation. Whereas. Yeah, indeed. What it, yeah. Well, here, here's the thing that people, I don't think anybody quite gets about the idea of reparations. Um, it is the government acknowledging the injustice that occurred and that everyone is paying out of their taxes for the heritage that their country is responsible for. Uh, I certainly say that we, we start with the native Americans that were here in their lineage to, to finally get recognition on the level that the atrocity deserves and then move on down the line and cleanse this country of its past. But this country will never be cleansed of its past because its future is riddled with many of the same ideologies and and events. Uh, Does it keep us safe at home to an extent? That's true. And certainly the troops that are ordered to do what they do is a travesty in many, probably all occasions. Uh, there are bad people out there and our government does seem to do a fine job overall. I can't imagine that the challenges that we face as a nation on people who hate us but then you start talking about which came first. Uh, a lot of those people hate us for reason. 
and we did what we did for reason and we just leapfrog each other and it, it's horrid but within our own borders we we certainly need to clean that mess up on an acceptable level and the injured parties be recognized for that <clears throat> so when you have all these morons that are uh Jesus lovers and or the furthest thing from his teachings if they were ever real since the guy never existed but anyway the concept of him on occasion is uh, coincidentally the right path and uh they they the idea that they ever face the consequences for the actions of our nation to them, and it, it just shows that a vast majority of white people on the right think that this is a white nation. Just by saying that. I never owned a slave means that you acknowledge the white genocide and atrocities. And somehow, mentioning that is uh, shameful. And it is, but it's a shared, as an American, it's shared. And it just, it, like I said, it just proves that anyone that says that is uh, truly thinking about only the white people are paying. If, if we were to do some form of monetary repair, reparations, uh, it comes out of all of our pockets. <clears throat> Aren't we all one nation? Well, their their design is that it's not. And and to your point, you know, when they when they say that they weren't responsible, you know, a large a large part of that is um you know that they have been I went out of I say brainwashed as much because i mean i it's it's what i grew up in and i mean how of course you you know i mean when you're taught that ask for forgiveness and you're forgiven i mean that's a, that that conditions you into a thought process that your god is abdicating any other responsibility you would have as long as you ask him for forgiveness even though you're not the one that he uh uh you're, he, he's not the one that you i mean he would say that the, the larger overarching thing is that well, it's not that you did it to this person over here. It's that you did it to God. And so if you ask God for forgiveness, then you're forgiven. So that doesn't really matter. You don't have to make any atonement to the person over here. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, sorry. I, okay. my part of my Well, it, it's a great out, isn't it? I mean, the greatest con ever offers you the ability to, it's a multi-marketing multi-level marketing ploy and none of them pay not taxes. only do i get the benefits of this bullshit when you pay me to live here but you too you too can use the same bullshit and on and on and on just tell yourself god forgives you yay yeah. well but i just to, to put a bow on that you know i mean the beginning of the constitution says and I think this sums it up and where we need to go and what we're talking about. And I mean, I think we've all had coworkers who have 
we weren't thrilled about working with, but if we spent time with them, we could see the value in working together. You know, we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, uh, I mean, just, just that opening part, and obviously the, you know, the beginning of the Constitution is a large run-on sentence, but, but, you know, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure a domestic, domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, you know, do ordain the, an established Constitution of the United States. If you read that, you know, the word order is capitalized that we are a functioning group of people working right. towards common goals. And, and I, and I, again, and that's the beauty of this. And that, as a lover of language, I know we talked about music the other day. I think, I mean, you, you can feel rhythms, but you, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a lyrics person. I mean, I feel the, you know, you feel the, the chords and stuff, but this is the beauty of this language. I mean, that's the couple of times I've done kind of behind the scenes working on campaign stuff. It was with speech writing and, you know, just the beauty of words, the power of words to, to infuse hopefully a proactive feeling and beauty and engagement among people that can just light them up inside in a good way and see the value in what they themselves and what they can do. But all these things that we talk about, and I think we agree on, and we I mean, obviously we agree more than we disagree, but, but I think that's the value and the beauty of, I wouldn't say that, that we, you don't, which part? Uh, I'm sorry. Argument scene. It was compulsory. I, I had to say it. Oh, that's, oh, oh, got it. Sorry. Yes. Well, no, it, oh, that's the name of our show. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the beauty, but again, but that's the thing, the beauty of words. I think, you know, people that don't know, we, yes. we took her name from a Monty Python sketch because the folks that were, you know, engaged, you know, Michael Palin, Terry Jones, Terry, Terry Gilliam, John Cleese, uh, um, Eric Idle, um, um, the beauty of words. And I think that's, that's part of my concern about where everybody hyperbolic people on the right are so against education They're you know, and they're against people hearing about, I mean, that's the epitome of, you don't want to, you don't want to hear about, I mean, thank God I don't have kids because the last thing I'd want to do would have to be like so many other parents I know. And I've clearly figured out over time about people who are my, my friends, parents growing up, they lie to their kids all the time, lie to their kids all the time. And I think they're so conditioned to lying to their kids or part of it through the indoctrin religious indoctrination of, you know, they think they don't have to tell their kids the truth and, Oh, it's not relevant to their life anymore about whether it was drug use or what they used to do or the way they behaved in, in high school or whatever. And they, they try to represent themselves in this. But I guess that's the American dream, being able to represent yourself in a false way, which it ought to be about personal reinvention and rediscovery. But anytime people rediscover or seek their true authentic self, 
and you know it doesn't fit in with the religious context of you know when everybody shows up and puts on a false face on a Sunday morning, then it's you know sin and hateful, and you know they like they they want to blame drag performers or any of this stuff. Uh, it's it's uh, it's just the saddest. Well, maybe not the saddest psychological conditioning, but it's, you know, I mean, again, we need to, we the people of the United States to form a more, in order to form a more perfect union, we have to, part of the more perfect union is about dissipating and removing these nonsense tropes that are meant to divide. I mean, it'd be one thing if they were enhancements, you know, in the same thing of, Hey, look at all these amazing restaurants. We can we can pol- have polite disagreements about what dishes at what restaurants we think are best. We don't have to protest these restaurants. We don't have to, you know, do this. We don't have to tell people that it's not just a personal choice that you're a lower caliber of human if you don't like the same dishes at the same restaurants that we like. Like, get over. It. Doesn't make you a bad person doesn't make you evil it's just personal preference and choice and it happens to be different well i had chick-fil-a last night which in itself is a form of poison i thought you were gonna I, you and, it's like uh, you're trying to make me spit my coffee out when you said that but go ahead go ahead <laughs> chick-fil-a-tio chick-fil-a-hole yeah. um anyway it was uh it was horrible i it's been ages since i've enjoyed that that food which i don't know i'm still going to stick to used to have a taste to it mm-hmm. but uh you know we're going to the show and much like you were talking about earlier there's not affordable healthy options anywhere near to the capacity that you can shove mcdonald's down your gullet but uh yeah i would argue with people that chick-fil-a is high quality um, that it, it among fast food that it deserves uh any kind of recognition like it does i think it represents everything that uh uh like in and out burger you know, it's hype. Mm -hmm. Well, fast food. Again, I don't know if they should call it fast food. I think they should just call it fast something else. I don't know what, but I'm not trying to be funny about that, but literally, well, but I mean, life, you know, I mean, I guess that's maybe the thing about life as well. I, I know my, my parents used to talk about that because they would, they would uh, coach girls and, 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 and judge a lot of uh, scholarship programs. Um, and a lot of times, and it, it's kind of was a metaphor for life and anything else that obviously in an idyllic situation, you would say, what's the best choice? But a lot of times, depending on your options, you really have to figure out what's the least bad option. You know what I mean? And it's, they're still, it's still yeah, good. Indeed. But, but, it, but it's, but it's an equation. Um, and that's part of the thing that I think uh, people on the left and the right both shoot themselves in the foot about is that, yes, we have ideals. We would like this to be a perfect scenario in this, but again, to, to, to get back to the constitution, 
in order to form a more perfect union because we're you know i mean i guess that was the shtick people used to say when i was in high school and i guess it's even more true now than ever that america's a teenager it's going through these weird changes it's you know your body chemistry is is changing faster than you're able to deal with um and so you're just in a situation of trying to figure out what's you know you you want to you want to ideally pick what's the best situation for you but like i'm sure you know we've clearly both discovered over the course of our lives you don't necessarily know what the best choice is you just happen to know what the wrong thing is and you only learn what the wrong thing is because you do it not knowing it's the wrong thing and then you figure out hopefully pretty quickly God damn, this is a bad decision. I don't want to do this again. Touching the stove, man. Yes. It teaches you a lot. Yeah, I mean it's a it's I guess it's an old uh you know James Bond quip, but uh you know, positively shocking. You know, like you only gotta touch that out at once. Ideally, unless you're a sadist. Um Well, I'm not gonna confess to uh anything other than both of those forks got ruined. Well, it's a different sensation when it's in your mouth and you, the other end's in your mouth. But, uh, but, uh, oh, but funny enough, I'm sure people listening to this show, that would be the part they would want to bleep out that I said the other end is in your mouth, even though it's talking about forks and sticking forks and all that talk. <laughs> um, uh, indeed. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I. That's okay. So, uh, so, so you know, Trump, Orange Goblin, you know, the spokesperson of his generation. Uh, why in the world, other than you're trying to bait your, you know, your conditioned theological warrior? And I think, and I'm sure we, I know we've talked about this in private briefly, but I remember, and obviously you were, you were there. We didn't know each other then, but, uh, you know, 9-11 happened and everybody was on the right. And I was, a, I was a young conservative back then and all this. And our biggest fear we expressed was we do not want America to turn into a theocratic religious society that's governed by religious text. You know, we believed in a religious text, we believed in this, but we believed in a, you know, that America uh, was heavily influenced by Judeo-Christian Christian teachings, and we do not want America to turn into a hyperbolic religious society jumping up and down screaming that you know well you know tw 20 years le less than 20 years later america has become that and and it was and it was militant right-wing uh christians who did it when the whole time everybody was scared it was going to be muslims so it's so it's again more of this fraudulent disingenuous stuff 
to say that that was that was what everybody cared about. But when at the end of the day, and at the time, I mean, I I certainly didn't want any specific religion to do it. I didn't care which one it was. I just wanted people to have the freedom to make choices for themselves and not be screamed at or have options taken away from them based on what somebody else's religious belief was. You know, and but again, I mean, that was the thing in the 90s, I remember. Everybody would always say, and you know, you, we scoffed at it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you did. You probably were very aware that it was going to happen. But in the '90s, I remember when I was in high school, that was the big thing. Everybody would talk about, you know, that no, that nobody believed. At least people of my thinking at the time was that, you know, when America falls, it's going to, you know, the person that destroys America is going to show up waving a flag, carrying a Bible. And of course, well, that's that's nonsense. We're a good Christian. And, you know, I mean, these super aggressive militant people, they want to just, you know, rip apart and burn the fabric of America are waving a Bible. Or, uh, well, they are waving a Bible. But uh, holding a Bible yeah, and a flag. Yeah, that's absolutely. You know, they're not reading it. They're not adhering to any of the teachings in it, but they're waving it around usually upside down slamming their thumb into it but um uh yeah yeah that's 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 where we are oh but that uh, that uh you know the judge i mean yeah 34 felony counts and that's my thing and i'm not i don't i'm not going to die on this hill i'm not going to die on any hill for you know anybody but uh I'm going to get more coffee so people deal with my footsteps. But uh, the uh, 34 counts, uh, number one, I think Alvin Bragg's uh, message was, oh, if people had known about all these things, they wouldn't have voted for him. Um, you know, if, that, if that's your case, you've already lost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you, if you're, if you think militant right-wing hyperbolic religious people finding out that a dude who had lied his whole life lied to them the entire way through the campaign and and you know when he was speaking in waco texas which is obviously appropriate based on the religious bent of uh, most of his supporters uh if you think that they would have not voted for him when they found out he was paying money when all you know, when his when his main audience is people who have to spend most of their time in shame and private because of what they look at on their private windows on their computer, and I, and they wish they could cheat on their wives and wish they could bang porn stars. You think, you think they wouldn't have come out for him more in droves? Get grow up, grow up. You know. Yeah, oh yeah, it's all about the platitudes and, and the soundbite and the ability to motiv- motivate a group of people to nod and grunt in unison. That is all one needs to do to win over that side. Yeah, well, and also, and again, and and let's context is king, and we all know how we we feel about you know trump and this and you know and i know there are people on the right that are that have uh issues with well i'm trying not to use the word diapers but they have issues with uh you know themselves that everything is crying about 
Hunter Biden's laptop, all this kind of stuff. Well, heads up. The guy's on the guy's drug problems, <clears throat> and he likes um, it's spent money on prostitutes. Heads up. People on the right, you sold your soul to Donald Trump, who has taken drugs in his life and currently still is spending money on prostitutes. Get the F out of here. Grow up. Have some intellectual honesty and just a shred of integrity, along with that poisonous fake shit. Yep. Yeah. You're asking way too much, man. Shoes. Yeah, I'm, I am asking just... too much, but... Um, <clears throat> But also, of course, people voted for Donald Trump because until the Trump administration came along and were aggressively corrupt and blah, 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 and all this, the Clintons were the most corrupt people before that. And people knew Hillary Clinton and they didn't like her. So, yeah, I'm blaming as a as a Democrat, I'm blaming the Democratic Party for running Hillary Clinton against Donald Trump. Agreed. Because if you wanted someone to beat Donald Trump, you would have not run Hillary Clinton. You'd have run Bernie Sanders. But when you ran Hillary Clinton against Donald Trump, you were asking for Trump to win. Yeah, I mean, how bad does a candidate need to be to lose to that guy? And she was literally the worst... I mean, that was the problem. I mean, she, the, the, the pro, well, uh, I say the problem. The contextual situation of Hillary Clinton is that she represented millions of American, tens of millions of American women who had had to give up their careers to raise a family. So he, she was their hero because, and I'm not shitting on them, they made a lot of sacrifices. And I think the world would probably been a much better place if they'd been in the workforce not instead of having children, but that they would have had amazing perspectives and, uh, <clears throat> and, and, and we'd have had probably a lot more further along in technology and political thought and all that. Um, uh, we're, let's save that conversation because if it wasn't for mythology, us humans would be far more advanced. All right, man. It is time for the shower and to go right, to work. Let's, uh, as a responsible, as a responsible person, would say to another responsible person, wrap it up. All right, all right, brother. Take it easy. I'll do we'll it. See everybody tomorrow. Have a Later, good man. day. Bye.